Excuse me. Get your off the record merch while you're at it. Uh, what's up, good people? Off the record podcast is here. Another live edition. The real off the record. Matter of fact, I'm gonna let Quan tell you why we're the real off the record. Quan, tell the people why we're the real off the record. Well, for one, because we started this first off the record. It's and we had the name first. We had the name first. So, we, so uh, another cat out here using the name. Cool. I'm just saying we had the name first. My lawyer's on deck. I keep saying that every week, but I got to say it every week. Anyway. They may, they may be over East right now, but. Yeah, it will be. I mean, over East, wherever. We got lawyers and they ready. That's, what I'm, I'm, that's all I'm saying. You know, but he keep it cool. We keep it cool. I just want the people to know. Why we the real off the record? Anyway, listen, it's two of us today. It's probably the first time. I think this is the first time ever me and Quan doing an episode together without the other two. We couldn't find them. I don't know where they at. Uh, they might end up in the chat. Who knows where those brothers at? Or oh, they could just be playing Eddie Kane tonight. I don't know. They could be, or they Bobby Brown in the night. Either way, <laughs> they they playing Bobby Brown. They was show up to rehearsal. They was show up to the recorded session, whatever. But Alex and Brandon will be back next week. I can promise you that. But for now, it's me and Quan in the saddle, and we about to give y'all a good dope episode real quick. Um, Quan, you brought this to the group's attention that, or to me anyway, that you, um wanted to talk about well you 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 were at, you were talking about the Michael Beasley interview when he was on the pivot yeah and um someone this morning in our thread had posted a clip i think it was butter had posted a clip of um the interview and i had heard that the interview was dope you know i just had had a chance to watch it and then you know you talked about how you saw it and some of the things how watching the interview was tough for you um, for a couple of reasons, and and which is why I wanted us to get get on wax and discuss this situation because, I mean, it kind of hit home for us, right? Like Michael Beasley is a DMV native, so um, we knew who Michael Beasley was before the world got to know who Michael Beasley was because his name was carrying weight in, around this area um, as a basketball player. But to, you know, really get to see the inside scoop from from his perspective of his true story uh, was was really, really interesting. Um, And it turned out to be a dope interview. Like, yo, it was probably one of the the best slash realest interviews that I that I've seen in a long time. Um, You know, and it but at the same time, it was a little hard to watch because. You know, you can see a, a brother that's going through some things on the screen, um, and that's always hard to watch. So, why did this interview in particular stick out to you, Quan? Like, why was this something that you wanted to uh, get on wax and discuss? Well, for one, you know, just like you mentioned, Mike, you know, uh, he's a DMV native. You know, he's from the Suitland area southern you know southern maryland area and we got a chance to actually see him play basketball we always heard about him you know so at the same time it was something to where like we also wanted to kind of 
get a broader horizon on him outside of basketball because you always kind of saw him as a, a kind of quiet guy and a guy that kind of really didn't do too much, you know what I'm saying, but other than play basketball. You really didn't really know anything outside of him other than, like, you know, him playing basketball. And, you know, you, like I said, you see, we've seen him from, from high school, you know what I mean, seen him from college to the pros, this, you know, NBA career. And for the most part, he's, you know, he's kind of been quiet. He hasn't really said anything too much. And to now actually see him actually come out and express this, um, you know, this particular issue of what's been going on with him um, and just for him to shine and spread that, you know, shine that light and just to, you know, get a chance for people to, for him to open up, you know, and talk about what's been going on with him just as far as his life, basketball, you know, his past, his upbringings, things of that nature. Um, I mean, it, it was, it was, um, <clears throat> it was brave for him to see him actually come out and talk about that. And also, like I said, the interview with the, the pivot, um, Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, and um, I'm sorry, Ryan uh, Clark, Ryan Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they, and you know, with Michael Beasley, all, all four of them together made a really, really great interview. Mm-hmm. And they were able to actually to, to spread light and to show some type of, um, you know, something to where, you know, everybody needs to kind of see and to kind of probably pretty much understand and, and, and get a chance just to look at it from that man's perspective and what was going on in his life, man. So, you know, it was a really great interview and it was really, really eye opening to see what was going on with him and just for him to talk about. Yeah. You, and you raised some good points. Um, one being the importance of him sitting down and talking, um, on the pivot <clears throat> and the pivot, giving him that platform because he, he continued to talk about narrative, right. And the narrative that was written for him, you know, he feels like, um, you know, everybody else, in a sense, gets to write their own narrative. Uh, all of his peers got to write their own narrative, in a sense, but he didn't. And um, they wanted to make a point that, like, yo, we don't work for anybody. This is not ESPN. This ain't, you know, any of those major networks. Like, yo, we're not editing this. Like, yo, get this off your chest. Like, write your own narrative right now. And <clears throat> to see how that affects him is another thing that stood out to me, right? Because, yo, they tell you when you in the limelight, man, you these athletes, you these these entertainers, you know, one of the things they tell you is, you know, you 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 gotta have thick skin, right? And then we just as as the consumer or the watcher, like, we assume that they got thick skin, right? We assume that this type of stuff, people talking about you, people highlighting the bad things about you is just a part of what comes with it, right? So just to get an inside look of how it actually affects him, and it, and it still affects him to this day, clearly. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was interesting, man. Like, you know, in in, in the sense, I mean, they they're human, right? And he brought that back for me to look at him like, yo, these guys are just human. You know, what I mean, they they had the same feelings that we do. Uh, they just got a lot more money than we may have, but, but, uh, yeah, they had way more access than they we have and we can go places and do things. And, um, but like you, said, like you said, Mike, at the end of the day, they're humans, you know, yeah. they, they're, they're, you know, they all, you know, we all have the same heartbeat, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, you know, we all have feelings. 
we all have emotions, you know what I mean? So like, there's no difference in that. Um, and like I said, for him just to talk about his upbringings, mm-hmm. though that you can tell within that self that that's traumatic. And that's, those are things that he, you know, he, he still holds, you know what I mean? He, like he obviously yeah. still holds on to, to this day. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, doesn't matter I mean, how much money he has, you know, it's just. Again, crazy. yo, and then you, then you assume, you know, again, he grew up in this area, right? So you, you assume that everything is good with his upbringing, right? He can hoop. So he going to get the best of the best. He wanted the best in one of the best in the state, not just the state, one of the best in, in the country. So he going to get the best of the best, but to hear, you know, how he, he went to seven different high schools, you know what I mean? And then when you, you know, they open that, they open the interview up with the question like that, you know, yeah, you know, we know you went to about four or five different high schools and he was like, yo, actually seven. And even when you hear that, you thinking like, oh yeah, he went because of basketball, right? We already, we seen the guy who goes to, you know, the shirt like you got on the lake, right? Where you and, and OTR Brandon attending and a lot of our homeboys attending. But you we seen that athlete that, you know, outshined what the lake could offer. So then they moved to a private school, right? Or or a be, a bigger and better uh public school that can offer a little more competition. And then they go to college. So so you just assume that it was his talent that took him to these other high schools. Yeah. And to hear him say, nah, because we just we got evicted every six months. Like, it's like, damn, damn. You, know, you know what I mean? That has to hit. That has to hit hard. You know what I mean? No place, you know what I mean? No place where you can really call, you can't, a place you, you can't settle and call home, you know? Right. As a right. young boy, as a young man, like, I, I mean, yo, that's just, uh, that's, yeah, that, that, that was really hard to hear. You know what I mean? Very, very traumatic upbringing uh, for him that, that you, like you said, it still has some type of effect on him now. Um from the evictions to his mom, like being in his life, but not being around working three jobs uh, to take care of him and his siblings from, you know, uh, he also made a good point when he said, man, we thought we were straight. You you don't know you living in the hood until somebody who not living in the hood come over and they point out how you got roaches yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, his family being in the street life and things like that, man, it's just like, yo, this dude really had a a traumatic upbringing. I mean, you know, we, we remember hearing his name along with KD in this area. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, shit, these dudes, this, the future is bright. But, but to find, yeah, but to find out, like, basketball, like, he, you know, he even said that. Like, I don't even think, you know, he, the people around me found basketball for me. You know what I mean? I ain't like it at first. Mm-hmm. They the ones who told me I was good. You know, they realized before I did or realized for me that I was good in basketball. Yeah. So just interesting. It, it, it interesting story, man. And like, like I said, one of the best interviews that I I've seen, man, what, what is, what are some of the other things that, you know, that he discussed in his early upbringing and other parts that stuck out to you? Um, well, for just like you said, you know, his mother working three jobs and his, him and his brother, you know what I mean? Pretty much having to take care of each other. And one of the things that stuck out to me when he was saying that his brother 
his younger brother knew how to make lasagna. <laughs> At seven. <laughs> you know what I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm 40 and I still don't know how to make lasagna. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. And, 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 you know, for the things like, to have that particular upbringing, have to like grow up at a, at the age of seven, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially mm-hmm. in an environment that is, I mean, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's all diff all different type of things going on in that particular environment, you know what I mean? It's just destitute, like it's it's just so much stuff, you know what I mean? That you can get into that's negative, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? At the age of seven and probably at the age of like you know I guess 13, 14, you know, having to take care of yourself, man, like, um that you know the fact of him understanding that once he got to like the nba and like all the money he had like how he felt like people look like just took money from him you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying from like his family to like you know people that was working i guess the agents and um i guess when it came to endorsements whatever like people were just 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 taking you know taking money from him um, yeah he felt like he couldn't trust nobody like he he said to this day he hasn't had anybody around him that hasn't taken from him besides his kids. And that's wild, yo. Yeah. That's wild. And that's a crazy, crazy, crazy way to live. Shout out to Lunch Break Hot taking the house. What up? What up? What up? Lunch hey, break. Anybody watching this, man, go subscribe to those brothers. They on the road to 1,000. They getting close. And they got something special in store. Also, they're my co-hosts on Ring Kings Podcast, so make sure you subscribe to that as well. Just search it up. We on there. We probably one of the best boxing podcasts that we got out here. Shout out to them. They but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, but like, I, I just, yo, I couldn't imagine. Like I said, yo, it was a tough watch. It was a, I was engaged. You know what I mean? I didn't want to miss any parts of it, but it was hard to watch, yo, because like, I didn't know. I didn't know the brother went through that much, yo. I didn't. And, you know, it's just another part that that it it proves to, you know, the, the judge in the book by his cover. And I think that was the point of his interview and what he was saying. Like, yo, I, I got to walk out this door and have people talking about me based off of something that they heard or a narrative that was created about me. You know what I mean? And they were trying to tell him, like, yo, you can change that. This is your opportunity to change that. But I feel him. Like, yo, I, I just couldn't imagine walking out my door and feeling like, you know, the world is against me. Now, you got you got two people. You got people like him who is still affects, and then you got people who say, I don't give a fuck. But, like, you, you ain't right or wrong on either side. If it bothers you, it bothers you, yo. And um, I agree. And I and I'll never you know chastise him for for it being for it bothering him, um, but I don't know, man. I, like I said, it, this one hit it hit close to home. But that, again, because he's a local kid, it hit it hit close to home. But it was if it didn't anybody that's seen the interview, if it didn't tug at your your heartstring a little bit, yeah. then you, you got ice you got ice water in your veins. And the thing about <laughs> it is, man, like it's. Yo, you remember one point in time, like he he was like he was better than Durant. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about high school, like you know, like I'm talking about when it came to like now I'm now now NBA. No, nah, that's uh, that's a whole another whole another topic. You know what I mean? College is a whole another topic. Like, well, even in they college. Were, like, college, they were neck and neck really in college too. You know what I'm saying? Like they both were beasts. They both were they both were like that in college. So, but um, 
to see, you know what I mean, that particular story. And just like you said, just to see, like, though it doesn't matter if he has money, you know, like he, he, the things that he was still going through. And like, you could tell he's a dude that's kind of to himself, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you know, he just, you know, it, <laughs> he ain't nothing to play with, you know what I mean? At the same time, you can look and tell that as well. So the also the other part that kind of struck me was when he was like, all he did was this like, all he does really actually was like, play, play he's home and he hoops and, he hoop, and that's all he does. So like yeah. at the same time, that's just like that kind of like tugged at me too at the same time because it's like, you know, and when Channing Crowder was talking to him and he was like, you know, look. Yo, come over. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that ain't good, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you need to like kind of get out and like be around kind of things, people mm. social a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like just sitting at home hooping, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, that ain't, that ain't gonna do it. You know, that's not going to do it. That's not going to help you be able to, like, you know, broaden your horizons and, and, and maybe get things off your chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And and, and to that point, I think, uh, you know, Channing had a good point with that about him getting out. Ryan Clark had a good point about, you know, that as well about him getting out. I think Fred Taylor, uh, his point stuck out, me, stuck out to me the, the most because – he was trying to explain to Beasley that, yo, your story is, you know, is going to help help a lot more people than you think. Like your testimony is is big, you know what I mean? And you need to get out here and, you know, help these people and, and, and start start, you know, sharing your story a little bit more. And you just don't know how many people that it would help. Um. And I don't think Beasley, Rick, Rick, you know, I don't think he recognizes that yet, which is okay. Um, he just want to hoop, right? I just want a ball. He, he and and to that point, like I don't see it's a lot of, uh, well, when I use the word bum, you know, relative to what's going on in the NBA, but mm-hmm. I don't see how he ain't on the roster or yo, he I, can't he can't get a look. Yo, I I thought he was playing. I thought he was still playing. Nah, well, like he, I think the last he played. Um, I think he was overseas. I think he was in China, I believe. And to the COVID, I think COVID popped, you know, it popped off and he came back home. But yeah, he hasn't been, he hasn't played. And I think he's lobbied, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's lobbied for a, a look. I, I just don't see how, um, how and why. I mean, I guess that whole, you know. Man, the Wizards need to pick him up. You you get labeled, you know what I mean, as, as as somebody like he said, they call me crazy and you know, I got issues and that's X, Y, and Z, and now nobody wanna touch them. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It was it was it hard to see the young boy going through that. But it was a part within the interview that I wanted to highlight and I and I got the clip drawn up, right? We probably going to get flagged for this shit, but I want to play it anyway because that this is the main part, in my opinion, of this interview um, where actually he showed emotion. He started crying and everything, but he but he he made some, some points in here that made you think. So I'm going to play it real quick, Quan, and then I want your opinion and your thoughts on it. And our background. They really, you know, they, nah, they, but, they, but, they fight. But, but, they but, fight and they but, bust their ass. But everybody just sit there and laugh. 
Like 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 Antoine Walker go through the whatever he go through. Motherfuckers just sit there and make jokes. Allen Iverson was a fucking joke for a while until everybody found out that wasn't true. He got he got he turned. It's like bro, like, no bro. Being black is so fake right now. It's like motherfuckers only care when you when when it's time for somebody to die and the cameras to show. It's like bro, motherfuckers is out here showing every. In day that they need help, it's in the music, and we only listen to it to these die. It's like, bro, everybody out here need help, and everybody walking around this motherfucker like they got it all together. I'll be the first. Everybody, to tell you, everybody, I, I everybody walking, and then the second time, like, 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 bro, Dwight Howard cried on TV, right? They called the nigga soft. What the fuck he was going through on the inside? He had the and hold on to where he cried in front of 20 million people. How about somebody ask that question? You dig what I'm saying? You're right. It, it's just so much that motherfuckers go through, and, and it's like, bro, they like niggas, it's, it's on front, it's on front street. It's just like until until a motherfucker break down or die, it's like, oh, I oh, it makes sense now. It makes sense now. And it's Mike, you're Yo, he hit on some points there that I'm like, mm. he he mm. he's right. I mean, mm. I might I, I probably mm. was one of the ones that laughed at the wife for crying on TV. I probably called him soft. You know what I mean? I, I you know, so to hear him say it in that you know in that light in that way, it's like yo, you you right. I mean. We don't know what he was going through at that moment that made him cry on 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 live TV. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just the fact that you know it, it is made light of, and people joke about these things when they see these huge athletes, you know, share some type of emotion, crying, whatever, having a weak moment to whatever if you want to call it a weak moment. He put it in perspective for me, Quan, like. What's your thoughts on that clip? How you feel about that? I feel that it was just uh, honest and it was a real clip and I it's abstract. You can't really put anything on it, you know? I think everything that he said was he wanted to get it off his some obviously he was passionate, he needed to get it off his chest and he wasn't wrong in what he when he said. I don't think he was wrong at all. You know, you said you hear it in the music, you see it in TV, you see it on social media. Bro, you hear it in the music. I mean, people crying, people asking for help every day. Every single day. And then, you know, when you see, just like he was, he was referring to like Delonte West. Yes, yes. And we, you know, and people think that it's funny games and it's a joke and that, it, you know what I mean? Like it's funny, but it ain't funny to when you see someone on the side of the road like that, you know what I'm saying? begging for help that's nothing there's nothing funny about that you know what i mean well, his, like, and to his point he was saying like yo does and he said no disrespect to delante west but does it have to get that bad for people to realize or recognize that someone needs help, no help. Yeah. and that's another factual point you got millionaires out here these guys got millions of dollars the white howard him had lots of money and yo they still need help oh, you know man. what i'm saying yeah. and Instead of calling these cats crazy, you know what I mean? And passing like, it off, passing it off, and just saying they're, yeah. they're crazy. 
you know, <laughs> it's it's just it's hurtful, man. It's sickening. You know what I mean? Like that we don't that people can't even give a reach and a helping hand. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they think that because you know when people got money, and just like you said, people walking around here, like you know, and talking about you know money and all this other stuff, think that everything is okay. But like yo, it's people walking around here that really, really, you know what I mean, suffering, going through things. Yeah. So I, I think he put that into perspective, and I, and I think he was just able to speak his mind. You know what I mean? And I think I think the beauty in the interview too is that it came from it came from his perspective, his point of view, his his way of explaining it. Right. So there's more. There, there's a whole demographic of people who can relate to him in the way that he portrayed it. Right. You you got somebody who. Who, who could articulate it in, in, in the best way possible, right? Which is also good. And you got people that would understand that and would reach more. But for him to be the stature he is, where he's from, how he's talking, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that talk like that that's going through and feeling the same way that he is, but just don't know that they're going through what he's going through or some type of, you know, he may be having some type of a mental breakdown or whatever the case may be. He he mentioned in the interview that he's tired. And I think, I think that shook all of them up. Like, yo, what you mean you tired? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're nah, you ain't giving up. Like, yo, we here. Like, yo, you live, you in Miami? Yo, we in Miami. Like, yo, let's, 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 let's get up and let's, you know, let us be your sounding board. And yeah, <laughs> Again, man, I think he—I think he's thirty-three years old, young, and um, to see a young man that had it all at one time, at one point in time in his life, to to be struggling like that, man, it, it's it was heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And again, I think I would feel this way if it was anybody, but just the fact, the mere fact that he's a Maryland DMV native, and we've heard, like I said, we kind of watched his growth through rec league, through high school, through college and NBA, it was it was hard to stomach. But he's absolutely on point with the crying out for help has been in music. You got Triple X, you got Mac Miller, you got a bunch of these guys, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um who who've been putting it out there in music and we just we rocking to it instead of actually listening and paying attention to what this this person might actually be going through. So I think he I think he killed it. Go ahead, Quan. No, I just think, you know, it's it's like the it's like the robot, you know what I mean? Like people think that, you know, it's just like as I guess as a man or as that person that may have X, Y, and Z that you just supposed to just keep going, keep pushing and, and like obviously like I said what he was going through was traumatic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything that, all of it. You know, even even playing in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like going to a particular situation where you you, you don't have you you don't have the resources. You know what I mean? You you never had that much money, and then all of a sudden you get thrown into a particular city, um, <laughs> and you have all type of resources. You can at your disposal, at your will, you can go do whatever. And you're 17, 18, 19. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot. You can get into a lot. You can do a lot. And so, like, if you don't have the right people around you or, you know, or if you don't understand what to do with it, 
it could be damaging. It could be, you know, it could be a lot to deal with. So that within itself could be, you know, I mean, obviously traumatic because he was talking about part of it, you know. Um, yeah, man, I just, you know, I, I, I just hope, I hope, I hope the best for him, honestly. You know what I mean? I hope, you know what I mean? He, he can, he can get the things or he can get the yeah. stuff that he needs, man, because um, obviously it's a cry for help. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He, he, you know, he's looking or he's trying to first search, first search, or search some type of way or search for something. So at the end of the day, man, I just, I just, I really, really hope the best for him and pray for him, man. You know what I mean? And things get better for him. Yeah. It's a, it's a cry for help. Um, but a little bit of male pride sprinkled in there. Right. Because, you know, they asked him, like, yo, what's your relationship with Katie? Have you reached out to Katie? Have you called him? You know, and he kept saying, like, I don't want to put my problems on anybody else. And and I don't want to trade my issues on anybody else. And, you know, I clearly 100 percent. That's a part of the male ego. Like, we just feel like we can break through whatever it is, no matter what. And we're just built and bred to believe that we can do that. And I think Ryan Clark even spoke on it as well about, you know, black men and women are are, kind of taught to believe that they can carry everything on their back alone. And you can't. You know what I mean? And we spoke about this on Off the Record before, the real Off the Record, um, that, you know, we, we don't, we don't, shy away from talking about mental health and things like that. And we have a whole episode based off of mental, you know, a black man's mental health and, you know, how in some places it's like he said, you know, you, you kind of looked at as being soft for saying that you're struggling with something, you know what I mean? And I think it's that, you know, it's nothing wrong with being an alpha male and stuff like that. I do think that some people have the wrong mindset to my thought, the wrong thought, the wrong definition of alpha male, right? You know what I mean? Like being an alpha male don't mean that you don't need some assistance in certain things, right? Like if you fucking go out here and trip and break your leg tomorrow, you, you, you I hope you're going to go to the hospital, yeah, right? Because the alpha in your ass <laughs> Right. Help your leg. You know what I'm saying? You better go to the doc. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's- you you better, yeah. Like, so you know, it just comes to time. I think, I think, and we like I said, we said this on up on another episode that things have changed, times have changed. It's time for men, black men, to take their mental health uh seriously and they and their own their own peace seriously. You know what I'm saying? And um Yo, stop stop trying to live in that era that our parents lived in. I'm sure that's that's what they were taught. Like, yo, you, nah, men don't cry. Men don't have weakness. And I even had a point in there when he started to cry. He pointed out that, yo, I don't have a problem crying in front of grown men because if you call me soft, I'll whip your ass. So he had to even resort to yeah. the, the alpha side of that just to prove. But it's just like, yo, it's cool. Yo, you in front of you in front of people that's giving you a safe space, like yo, cool, get all of that shit out. Yeah. So yeah. um I, I'm with you. I hope that he he uh gets the help that he needs. I hope that this brought more awareness to people who know him, who might not have been taking it serious to 
what he was going through and now know that, yo, this brother might need you to reach out to him. Um, and then even, even people in the NBA, right? And not just the players, executives, owners who he used to, for teams that he used to play for. Reach out to him, man. Get this dude some, you know, help him out. And and I and I and I'm not saying from a monetary sense because I think that he's okay. He seems to be okay in that route. But like, get dude, put him in the right direction of what he could give him a yo. Clearly, all he wants to do is be around basketball, right? Right now, he believes he can still play, and he probably could. But the fact of the matter is, is with the with the guys were trying to tell him is like, yo. It comes a time where it ends, right? Mm-hmm. So you know that basketball is his life, right? Yo, give him a little, give him a little job in in, in with the team or, or the front office. Give him something around basketball that you know. It, it, I'm sure you can use his knowledge of the game or something. Uh, something point him in the direction of where he can get involved in working with basketball. Yeah. Because that gives him an outlet and that can open up his mind and to be able to create and do other things, you know what I mean? And to be able to assess and help believe in himself, you know what I mean? Like, that, and that's what it's about. Um, like you said, the, the basketball IQ is already there, but you know what I mean? The acumen may not, you know what I'm saying? All, but, you, you know, that could, you know, things like that could be taught, you know what I mean? And, and so giving him a particular opportunity to, to do something, man. Like it, 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 sh- it should be that it should be mm-hmm. that for him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, man, like, like you said, you know, and making sure that, you know, someone, somebody check on him, check on your homie or something, man, because mm-hmm. you know, it could be something that small or something, or just a, a call or just a, Hey, how you doing? You all right? You know, what's going on? You know, it, it, it could, it could be really beneficial and, and it could probably help out a lot. So, I, like I said, man, I, I hope the best for him. Hope as well for him, I, you know. And I hope he gets a, a particular opportunity in the NBA or, or maybe somewhere else. But also, too, hopefully that he can kind of see that basketball is so it's so it's it's so much bigger than the monetary sense of it, or the you know, mm-hmm. or the money sense of it. And that's what one of the things that Ryan Clark was was trying to get him to kind of understand and trying to maybe try to open up and see, like, yo, you know, you can do so many other things because you have a story to tell. Right. You know what I mean? You can you can you can still use basketball as a tool to be able to assist, you know, in in upbringing of helping up, you know, what I mean, kids that come from the same background that you come from, mm-hmm. or you know, what I mean, people that come from the same background as you come from. You know what I mean? So being able to use that in a light, you know what I mean, to 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 be beneficial to help others, man. Like you know, he can he can really do it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. also part of that too is him being able to see it in that particular light. Yeah, and it, and it's crazy that this became a topic for us because you and I had a discussion earlier today, like just about different, you know, grief and if we, you know, I you know what I've been through. I lost both of my parents. <clears throat> In the same year, you know, you lost a, you lost a good amount of people recently over the last year. Um, so we were just discussing that randomly, like, yo, how's that still affecting you to this day? Did you, you know, have you gone to any grief counseling, anything like that? And, you know, so I, I, I'm glad that you brought this to, um, 
the light. So, and I'm glad that you and I decided to just say, yo, come on, let's get on and talk about it because I think it's important. Um, you know, just, just from a sense of, uh, you know, two black men being able to, to discuss, you know, the importance of what mental, you know, mental health and, 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 you know, being strong as strong as you can in that department just what it means just just what it means to 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 just live in a, a successful and, and and prosperous life and and you don't hear people talking about it that much you know what i mean especially us you don't hear men talking about it you know what i mean and and so i'm glad one that we're here. Two, I'm glad that he he even took that interview with them because they said, yo, they didn't plan for it to go that that route. And everything and, and things happen for a reason. So I'm glad that he took it. Um and now we're here. What up, Suge? Shout out to my man Suge. And he's right, mental health is always important. To Suge's point, you know, I I just I think sometimes men are left out of that discussion. You know what I mean? And sometimes we leave ourselves out because of, of these narratives are set that we are supposed to be strong and handle everything. And there's a lot of time. I know a lot of dudes that walk outside, walk out the door in the morning, and have a moment in the car because they don't, they can't, they don't want to show it to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I shared earlier with you like how I felt I didn't give myself the proper time to grieve the loss of my parents. Um, because I wanted to make sure people around me got to grieve. So I neglected that side. And then it didn't do anything but later on in life or later on down the line kick me in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Um, so now I'm about to be 40 next week, people. Make sure y'all say happy birthday to me. I, I want the full out I want the Stevie Wonder version of the happy birthday anyway. Um but <laughs> going into my year 40, like I'm all about protecting my peace, yo. I got that in my mind that I'm protecting my peace Man. as I turn 40. And that that is at all costs, even from work to outside of work to anything, yo, I'm protecting my peace. Because, yeah. yo, 40 yeah. getting older, bro. Need to be on top of that type shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's well said, man. That's just... um. That's something to where, I mean, you you hit the you know, the the nail on the I mean the hell on the nail. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 so important for us. You know what I mean? As as men to understand our you know, <clears throat> protecting our peace and making sure that, um, you know, we do what we need to do for our mental side. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so important. We do the things for our physical side. We do the things. You know what I mean? For our family, we do the things. Um, it's just, you know, making sure that we can be, you know, productive men out here. And it's so important to make sure that, you know, that we do the things that we need to do to, to, to you know, to have the positive life and to have that, you know what I'm saying, that peace. And so, like, just really say reaching out to, to your homeboys, your buddies, you know, now the things that we've been doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it's, it's just as, as, as fan, friends, you know, it's clicked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we, we've been trying to like, you know, make sure we talk and discuss more and, and reach out to each other more and, and mm-hmm. get, get with each other and, and, you know, have fellowship and, and, um, you know, it, those, those things help out a lot, they help out a lot, you know what I mean? Especially the older that you get, 
and you know you begin to understand that everybody are you know all going through particular things but when we come together man it, and and you know we talk and have great times those those are the things that really help out um and so doing the things that you know that can assist with like you said with your peace and 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 you know being around like-minded you know what i mean family and and and, and, and friends and, and and brothers and things of that nature man so all, all that helps out a lot you know what i mean mm-hmm. overall in general um for that so just making sure man that you know what i mean we 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 be there for one another you know word and i so i left this shout out to ravens ravens online ungatekeepers man subscribe over there too my brother over there doing his thing as well ravens talk <laughs> we had an interesting few couple of days, so he, he touched on all of that. So go over there and check that out. But I left this comment um, up, which is, who do the supporters have to support them? And this is exactly what I ended up feeling like when I reached my point. Um, like, you know, I, I try to be something I tried to be I tried to step in the shoes of my dad, right? Who was the protector of this entire family. And trying to keep everything together and stuff like that and try to keep uh you know, like I said the people who w- was having such a hard time with the year that my family had with losing my parents. Um you know, when I got to that point I felt exactly like that. Like, yo, I felt I was a supporter, but who was there to support me when I needed that support? You know what I mean? And because it had been some years that passed, I guess people thought that I was okay. And rightfully so, because I did a good job of at least showing that I was okay. I, I thought I was okay, right, with what happened in, in, in the year that I had. Um, so, yeah, man, like... I, you, if you go through anything traumatic, any loss, anything like that, man, don't wait like I did because you're going to feel exactly like this. And then you start to resent the people around you, right? Because you're like, yo, we all at. I was there for y'all. Where are you at for me? So I don't ever want to get back to that point. I don't recommend that you get to that point either. But it's a real, it's a real thing. That's a real question. Yeah, man. Joining the 40 Club, bro. 40 Club on next Tuesday. Get ready. Your boy, your boy got creaky. The creaky knees is coming. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, it's already been there. It's already been there. But, yeah, Quan, I said we were only going to go 30 minutes, but we a little bit over that. But we're going to shut it down at this point, man, and we're going to close it out like we always do. Quan, any last thing? Any last word for the people? Hey, uh, we appreciate y'all coming out, checking us out, supporting us and everything, the followers. Hey, look, it was a two-man show, a two-man band. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't cool. Everybody wasn't all cool in the gang. It was a two-man band, but hey, you know, it was a great show. We made it work. And um, we really touched a good topic tonight, man. And um, at the end of the day, Make sure that your family and your folks are straight, man. Just you know, be a single call or just whatever, just to touch, you know, touch bases and make sure everybody's okay. Um, and um, at the end of the day, I hope everybody's good and um, have a great evening. 
Yes, well said. So in closing, I'll say this. Take your mental health seriously. Um, if you haven't saw the interview on the pivot with Michael Beasley, please go look at it. It's 40 little, I think it's 43 minutes. It's well worth that 43 minutes. Really, really good interview. Like I said, one of the best interviews, one of the most raw um, interviews that I've seen in a long, long time. So go and check that out. I pray and hope that that brother gets the help that he needs and that the people around that saw it also are reaching out to him as we speak. I hope that's happening. Um, But in the meantime, man, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Facebook at OTR underscore podcast. OTR underscore podcast on Instagram, OTR underscore pod on Twitter, and then off the record podcast here on YouTube. Give us a subscribe, a like, and all of the above. Also, go follow Ring Kings podcast. It's about to be a busy month for us coming up with the boxing content. So if you're a boxing fan, you you don't want to miss that. That's where it's all going to be. Um, I guess until next time, man. Brandon and Alex, we'll find you cats somewhere. I don't know where y'all at, but we'll find y'all next week, I guess. To the rest of everybody in the in the comments, appreciate y'all. Davon, Jose, uh, Suge, Ravens Online, everybody, man, we appreciate you. Yo, this is all, first of all, before we close, this is all the LBHT crew that show a love to me. I'm Listen, I'm hey. a part of that crew, too. Hey, appreciate y'all. But appreciate, they, hey, they, I'm going I'm to send the care of that crew, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. I'm they're going, they're all in here. They're all supporting. Um, and we're in the midst of a fantasy draft right now, so it's getting real. It's a lot of war room talk going on um, within the Discord. So uh, if you want any part of any of that type of stuff, you got to go to LBHT or Lunch Break Hot Take. Follow their channel. Follow them on all their social medias as well. Everybody, man, look, we're going to holler at y'all. We out of here. Remember what I said. Off the record podcast, man. The real off the record podcast. Tell that dude I got lawyers. Tell him I got lawyers for him, man. Quan. And they over east too, and over west. I'm saying you want to say anything to him. I, people say I go too hard. I, I'm bringing smoke to a situation. No need to. So you, you might be a little more common than me. Do you want to tell these people, or you, or you good? You good where we at? I'm, I'm, I'm great where we at. I'm great. All right, you good where we at? You laid it down for me. Let them know. I'm just saying, I got to say it every episode about two or three times. Off the Record Podcast, the real Off the Record Podcast. The real Off the Record Podcast. We out, people. Peace.